Bonanas for Bonanza with Dalton Wilcox is out now. Listen to cowboy poet Dalton Wilcox and his guests recap Bonanza every other Monday. Subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Should we just do it? We're doing it. We have been doing it. We're in. This show's We're been, doing it. The show. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> what show is it? This is the show, Yo, Is This Racist? What Who does it you? do? Uh, it answers your questions about racism with the help of a guest or a special guest. Who are you? I'm Tawny Newsom. Who are you? My name is Andrew T. We Great. did it. That was good, actually. Hey, guys. I think that was good. Actually... It was actually good is what it was. It was good. I like it. Um, So how's it going? We're doing another um, space recording session. Outer space. Um, Speaking of outer space, very quickly, everyone in my personal life immediately sent me the real, the Space Force logo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The actual, like our government's Space Force logo. Uh, we, the show, had not released ours until the government released theirs. And I really thought it was going to look weirdly like ours in some bizarre universe thing. But then, uh, you know, the world is even more ridiculous than I thought because it actually looked like the Starfleet logo. Yeah, So from Star Trek. That was the, from Star Trek. So that was a fun thing for everyone to text to me. And then, uh, yeah, nothing means anything anymore, guys. Everything's yeah. uh, everything's a hologram. Yeah, that was. I forgot that that happened. What a weird week it's been. Yeah. Um. What uh? What happened to you that was weird? <laughs> Let me see. Well, I think uh, I don't remember. Um. Anything? Cool. <laughs> Did anything weird happen to me? I can't remember. Um. It's Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Oh yes. Happy Sorry. Lunar Happy New regular Year. New Year. To everyone mm-hmm. normal, and of course, mm-hmm. a big fuck you to everyone who thinks that the Earth and Sun don't revolve around the Moon. When China takes over, we're gonna get you. That's my message for Lunar New Year. I can't wait. I don't think I can't wait for your threats to come true. <laughs> this shows me how little I know. I'm pretty sure um, even people who, I mean, obviously, no one who celebrates Lunar New Year thinks the Earth revolves around the moon. But I don't even think that's even the, like, the cosmology of it. I think they're just like, moon tells time better, maybe, Mm. or something. Tides. Yeah, tides and whatnot. So... Sure. Anyway... Just just put that threat uh, in a time capsule and just keep keep thinking about it forever. You want to talk about this man trying to cash a check in Detroit? This was like the weird, uh, I guess, a good news story, ultimately. Do we get good news stories? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this, this was at least funny for us. It wasn't funny. Um... So yeah, I think we. I first saw this on Twitter. Someone linked to a Slate article. Headline: Detroit bank calls police on black man depositing payout from a racial discrimination lawsuit. Isn't, yes, uh, isn't life fucking wonderful? Santore Thomas uh, went to a TCF bank in Detroit. Shout out to a TCF bank. Always inside your grocery store. Um, he went to a TCF bank in Detroit and brought 
the check that he got from the discrimination suit that he won against his former employer. And the bank called the cops because they said this check must be fake. This feels like it could be a good movie. It's good. This could be a great movie. I hope they Zola the shit out of this. You yeah. Know, Zola the, the Twitter thread about the strippers. Yeah. I hope they Zola the shit out of this man's story because then he won another uh, discrimination. I don't know if he's won know, it yet. Uh, I think he filed oh, it he hasn't won against it? the bank. Okay. Well, he, he should win, win it, it against the racist bank uh, who like called the cops on him for trying to deposit a check while black. Right. Um, is that funny? Is it fucked up that I found this story mostly funny? I guess it probably is. No. I deposited a check and they held my funds for two weeks saying this is suspicious activity. You've never deposited a check like this before. Yeah. And all I could think was, well, who will be laughing when it goes through? And the answer is no one. It's robots doing it. Like you did not show anyone. They're still a bank. No one cares. You just you your shit just got held up. (laughs) Oh man. That is like um yeah, I guess just like You know what? It's rare that we get a nice, like, racism sandwich like this. You know, just layers, multifaceted racism. It's the same facet of racism, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But at least there's cream cheese. uh, (laughs) Wait, which which is cream cheese racism, too? That's just separate. I was just trying to roll with the sandwich metaphor. Man, I had a, a pretty good whitefish salad. The other day. Um, that sounds good. Uh, oh, welcome back to Yo, would you eat that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we did get um, four or five good voicemails that were just like, Yes, I would eat that. I don't even know what were you talking about. Hell yeah. I don't, I um, straight up forgot that we did any of that. Was, Alex, do you remember what we were talking about? We would eat or not? No, good, perfect. No one, um, <laughs> no one actually, um, Call in with the food that it was, <laughs> but also whether yeah. you would eat a whitefish salad. <laughs> yeah, so call in and just remind us what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, and then call in separately. This actually did kind of fuck up my inbox a little bit this week because it's already, <laughs> like I usually put off like listening to the voicemails until there's like sort of a critical mass or or... I have to mm-hmm. because we're out of time. And mm-hmm. it really, I was just like, oh my God, there's so many fucking voicemails. And then I looked and it was just like, a bunch of them were like six seconds long. And it was just people going, I would eat that. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot we had that dumb bit. And now there's this happening. Also, yep. for the sake of it, just just a, a tip. Don't call in with a, yeah, I would eat that. Or add a, yeah, I would eat that to the end or beginning of your um, real question because that just makes it annoying and we're going to have to cut that out. And we're less likely to use it because I'm going to see that it was longer than it was. Look, we <laughs> started a bit and now we're lecturing you on, on how, how to, to not do, do the, the bit. bit. <laughs> we hate the bit. We hate the bit. I but like it. the bit is the, anyway, white fish salad. That sounds good. delicious. Um, the only other one was also bad and depressing. Um, it was uh, there's a teacher in Kent, uh, Washington, uh, I believe. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I think the thing that was like very uh, uh, like depressing about this, like this teacher had like a um, 
a, a Twitter history of just like openly racist shit. Um, and then, and then the school district was like, mm. um, well, she's just going to be put in a capacity where she doesn't work with children. <laughs> and it is one of those things where it's like, what the fuck? Like, does it take like how racist? I guess, um, yeah. So Kent Karyakov, um, you know, basically in the school district of Kent, which I think is a suburb of Seattle, I believe. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I guess there, it's just a, sort of another example of like racism being baked into institutional shit and us being unwilling to, for instance, even fire a racist who deals with children and was racist to children. Um, is there Damn. something nice about this? Like, no, it's it's a weird, it's like, I guess like on some level, this is probably mandated by the teachers union. Mm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know why the school district wouldn't just fire her. But yeah, just generally well, horrible um, and a bummer. I hope that union is very strong to protect other non-racist teachers from <laughs> the, the horrible <laughs> things that they experience at the hands of their schools sometimes. So Yeah, right. Like other teachers have to... It's a nice, strong teachers union. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fucking depressing bummer um i guess we're just uh depressed that's fine we can just be have had a depressing week um but not me no because i got to sit down yeah i with I, charlie barnett i i unfortunately missed this interview but yeah this i i was a little it was like even more of a bummer for andrew because i walked in to like the last five minutes of it, I was like listening from the booth and uh, Charlie is so fucking charming. And you guys sounded like you were having almost a better time without me. We were having like a great time. You guys were having a better time. Now I'm really sorry. Uh, not a better time, but I did feel like, okay, one-on-one, -on -one, I can make a strong play to be a, a, a good close friend of his without Andrew. God damn it. God fucking sorry. damn it. Sorry. <laughs> he played me. Uh, here's Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, it's your girl, Tawny Newsome. Hello. This is Andrew T. Our podcast, Yo, Is This Racist, has some premium bonus episodes coming soon. On these bonus episodes, we'll be taking additional voicemails that are, quote, too hot too for hot. the main feed. That's right. Get your extra half hour of roasting racists every Friday starting <laughs> May 1st. What's that, Andrew? Tawny came up with a great name for this already. Yo, Is This Raciest. On Stitcher Premium. Uh, it's just us. It's just the Yo team. It's just me, Andrew, Matt. Maybe Jordan will pepper in here. Who knows? Maybe Kev. Maybe Kev will weigh in. It's going to be Any a family show. Any goddamn thing could happen. <laughs> Absolutely. No guest, just voicemails. Some voicemails that are follow-ups or things that we didn't want to drop in the main feed because it's not normally what we do. That's what's going to mm -hmm. be in the Yo Is This Raciest catalog. Oh, and if you're a racist that calls in thinking that we'll give you attention, we might just put you on Yo Is This Raciest, so you have to sign up and pay money to get your little racist jollies. That's right. Now, if you don't have Stitcher Premium, I'm going to tell you something. You can go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code YO for a one-month free trial. How about that? That is dope. Yo, is this raciest premium bonus episodes coming out 5-1 on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial of Stitcher Premium, use code YO. That's Y-O for a free month of Stitcher Premium.
Well, that's as good a place to start as any. Guys, this is a weird one. Um, I'm sitting here. You know me. I'm Tawny. Oh, boy. It's been a while since we've done an interview. We're back from the break. This is our first interview back from the break. Our first interview in 2020. I'm here with Alex Kleiner. Hi. Full disclosure, <laughs> Andrew T. is not here yet. Not yet arrived. <laughs> he is racing here imminently, but we're going to start anyway. Um, we have our wonderful guest, whom you know from Russian Doll, whom you know from uh, Chicago Fire. Is this the correct usage of whom? Sure. We're not sure. It's I'm Charlie Barnett. It hey. Hey. What up? What's going on? Nothing much. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, Thanks you know? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here at a I weird time of night. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I like it. I had some dinner, you know? I'm like, okay. I'm feeling full and, okay. and rested and my brain is like fed and ready to go. Very yeah. good. Not a lot of people give themselves a full dinner before podcasting. <laughs> I don't know if it was a full dinner, but it was something, you know, <laughs> bananas and, you know, bread. Okay. That is not a dinner. I can't <laughs> confirm. Banana and bread. Those aren't even two things that complement each That's other. It's like college dinner. Huh? It was like you just got to the part of the alphabet, the first two foods in, in the B section. You ate them. I ate them. They were sitting there. I figured, you know what? Tonight I learned on Sesame Street. <laughs> the letter B. Banana, bread, time to go to a podcast. Ooh, get some butter on there, maybe. Ooh, Ooh now you're getting crazy. <laughs> Alex, what did you eat for dinner? I haven't had dinner yet, but I have heard from Andrew. He is on his way. Oh, oh. we have a confirmed uh, proof of life. Maybe he'll bring us dinner. Oh, <gasps> maybe he, no, no, maybe no, that's no, why no. he's late. No. He's getting all of us dinner. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what's happening. Yeah. Um, so 2020, how's it treating you, man? 2020, it's free. Fresh, you know, yeah. um, it's been good. It's been really good. I, I, I have a lot of new outlooks. My whole life has, ch- I'm kidding. No, no oh. not, not much has changed. It's pretty much the same. I, I need to stop smoking. That's what I really want to do. Okay. I'm supposed to stop and I've been pushing it back a couple days. Sure. Yeah. How long have you been a smoker? Gosh, probably since like college, you know, the theater days. Oh yeah. The, the, the theater days, which still continue, but, um, uh, yeah, in college, I think it was a junior or sophomore. So it was late, actually. I didn't start in high school. I was really proud of that. Yeah, you weren't like a, a skate punk. Yeah. Just somewhere smoking. Yeah. You probably looked down your nose at those people. Oh, never. You know, I accept all. <laughs> You're <laughs> no. like, I know I'm going to end up like you one day. So <laughs> Come on, come on. Can't judge that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I broke my chin on a skateboard, and I think that deterred me from getting back up on the horse. Whoa. Yeah. Never thought of a chin as something to be broken. You know what, though? It's in the lamest way. I'd like... I'm going to have to say it now, but I was laying on it on my belly and my chin just slammed into the sidewalk. Damn. I think I still got like chunks, you know? Wait, can you walk me through? Was the skateboard moving? Yeah, it was. I was rolling on it. Yeah. You were laying on it like a surfboard. Uh, yeah. You know, just like a tummy surf. Is this a, <laughs> is this a move? Is this a move? Alex, it did you ever be. surf? Not a once. No. <laughs> did you ever skateboard? Uh, I, I snowboarded. Okay, these are three different sports. <laughs> well, they're all kind of like keep your weight in one place and yeah, move. balance. Yeah. yeah. So is the laying down on one of these various boards? Well, I, see, a thing? I'm from Florida. We have skimboarding, which is okay. like you throw like a thin wooded waxed up yeah board uh, onto like a, the, the shallow part of the beach. Uh huh. You just skim down it. Oh my, you know, sorry. Sorry, folks. <laughs> no, I, I think people are going to be fascinated to learn about skimboarding. skimboarding. Mm. I've never heard of it. Google it. 
Learn the more you know. Yeah. Hey, everybody, Google that shit. That's what we <laughs> say on this show. <laughs> we were just giving Charlie the spiel before we started, and I was like, yeah, Alex said something to the effect of, this isn't gotcha journalism, and I was like, this isn't any sort of journalism. We literally tell everyone, Google something if you don't know it. <laughs> don't trust us. <laughs> this is not a source. <laughs> this is not a place for information. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a comedy show. Good luck to you if you're believing such. <laughs> right? Um, Charlie, do you do a lot of comedy? You're very funny in Russian Doll. Oh, um, I know it, it isn't strictly a comedy role. It's got a lot of all things going on, but you, yeah. you're great in it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And specifically from that front, because I, I do not think of myself as a comedy person. Mm-hmm. I kind of like clam up in, in, the, in the world of it. Really? Yeah. It terrifies me a little bit. Um, it feels more vulnerable than, and maybe just because I'm used to, you know, kind of the rip you rip your heart out kind of stuff yeah. but, um it does it feels way more vulnerable because you you almost put yourself in a position of having to be prove yourself of, mm. of earning something from people and earning something on the spot like i can make you cry maybe but it's gonna take me time and you know that I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna have to warm up but it's yeah. gonna, and we can build we can build together you're gonna sit with me and i'm gonna i'm gonna welcome you into my home in comedy you have to be like Make me laugh now. <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> God, I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. With like drama, we do like we get sucked in by your character. Yeah, we start to feel for there. you. We're like, I really identify with this guy. I understand him. And then something bad happens to you and we cry. Mm-hmm. Whereas with comedy, it just better, you better just fall down the stairs real good. <laughs> you better fall down the stairs real good. Thank you, Home Alone. I've learned. <laughs> Thank Joe you, Home Alone knows. is maybe the new like mantra for 2020. Like I know how to fall down them stairs. Right. <laughs> or at least how to uh, have a stunt double do it for you. <laughs> That's the truth. We, we shouldn't be doing our own stunts. <laughs> they won't let us. Shoot. Oh, God. I, it's crazy to me the actors that like demand to do their own stunts. Like Tom Cruise because he, he buys the film? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you just want to get hurt? What are yeah, you doing? I, okay, go go fly on a plane outside of it. I don't, I don't understand yeah, I don't, that. I don't get that at all. Uh, Couldn't you no. just do that for fun and yeah. not film it? Because you're rich? You know, in Chicago Fire, my stunt double was a six foot four, six foot five, um, very handsome, uh, Nordic, Norwegian type such man, blue mm. eyes. A lovely human being. Mm -hmm. God, I cannot speak so highly of him. They put him in a little afro and Mm -hmm. threw him out on the set. (laughs) I said, you know what? I think I can put my foot down. (laughs) This is a perfect place to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Actually, Um, yes, it is. We, we, uh, you know, he sat for a couple of them. (laughs) Did they? The uh, ones that they wouldn't let me do, which they let us do a lot, actually, on that. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did they paint his skin? They did not. They knew not to do that. But, but still, okay, I'm having a problem. You know, matching the hair. They had to match. They had to match the, the hair because he's in a full. You know, we're in full garb, so it's like yeah, like long sleeves. And we can hide and, it, you know, and so they can hide the skin. No shame on them. I don't want to put them in a position. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I, I, for the first time, had a stunt double earlier this year for a yeah. project that won't see the light of day. Um, and she was this really lovely mixed woman. Um, she's actually Swiss, uh, but she was black and Swiss, I guess. And she was like, "Hey," she gave me her number when we wrapped. It was just this fast thing, and she was like, "Next time you get to have a stunt double, request me." And I was like, oh, sure, you are great to work with. And yeah. she's like, no, seriously, request me or they'll just put – she's like, you're so tall. They'll just get a white man and put him in a curly wig. Yeah. And I – my breath was snatched from me because <laughs> she was literally like, you probably won't get a woman. You'll get like a guy. And yeah. I was like, so you're going to put a man in black woman drag? Yeah. Blackface, black woman drag? 
and they do it all the time. Oh yeah. There's a shortage of you talented know, stunt people. The, aside from it too, like <laughs> aside from the giant elephant in the room, um, like I don't know, that's that's important. If you're creating a character and a performance too, like I want to at least have a communication and a connection, and of course a physical like relation yeah. <laughs> to my stunt double. I want to work with them, not just, you know, hey, see you. Have fun out there. Yeah. Slap you on the ass. Like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I I I think you need more, you know, I don't know. I think you need more of a, a relation. <laughs> I think so. I think that too. I also about like, you know, about like leaving the door open. It's one thing to cast you or me in a role, but then what that means is that our stand-ins mm-hmm. need to have similar skin tone. They don't have to be our exact same race, but for lighting purposes, the second team person is an incredibly important role where that has to be a brown woman. That has to be a brown man are roughly our same height, roughly our same build. So then the stunt people too. So by just by you getting cast, you're creating opportunity for other people of color. You know, and it's like, there is the big front of like, uh, what I always hear is, oh, we have to find those people. It's so difficult to find. It's so difficult to find. First and foremost, I don't think that's really true. Yeah. Uh, training, I understand that. You know, stand-in sure. kind of situation, like, you can find good people. Because that that is actual, that's work, y'all. Don't believe oh, yeah. that that's just, like, pulled Joe Schmo off the street. Right. <laughs> and it's also not like, uh, I feel like there's a misconception that it's wannabe actors or something. Yeah, a, lot yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's people not. with completely other careers. Yeah. This is just a great, uh, a good day gig for yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I remember I, I worked on... Uh, Law and Order and Mariska Hargitay, uh, her stand in her had been, you know, she'd been her stand in for years. They had like a relationship, a deep relationship. It was, was, you know, that's, yeah. That's very cool. Anyways, um, I think there has to be a push, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, for the education side of it, especially in like the stunt world, because that is a a, a difficult world. Not everyone can do it. Yeah. Um, I have tremendous respect for stunt people because they do shit I literally don't want to do. <laughs> As we're talking, yeah. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Every now and then I'm like, oh, I'd like to like run or do something athletic. <laughs> but like, no, jumping out of shit, falling nah. down shit. Look, look, no. I'll do that. I, I kind of want to do that. You want to jump out of shit? I want to jump How out high? of shit. I'll do like like 40 feet. What? I used to like and, and go to Minnesota. My, my dad is from Minnesota and we go and jump off the cliffs, you know what I'm saying? Into the into the water and stuff. Gives feet. you that rush. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Okay, you're a maniac. I also I di- I dived. Like I did like high diving in, in what is it, middle school or something like that. So oh, I got cool. I got into the rush. Okay. The rush of the heights. Because it scared me. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go into this. We have one. to work on this. <laughs> gonna have to work on this. I guess. Let's see. What scares me? Um, flying in airplanes. Check that too. I, I don't. Like I don't want to do that on a television show. <laughs> they can fake that. That mm. could be CGI. We're not jumping out of them. No. No, sir. Yeah. That's no. where I'm. 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 I'm still. Yeah. I don't, I, know I don't need to do that because even the professionals get hurt doing that. So I don't need to. My ass doesn't need <laughs> to. You know, it's it. from. It's from like. Oh, there was just a gust of wind and everything. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> can I cuss? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Every. We wouldn't have. Every show. fucking thing went to shit. I watched Aeronauts the other day, and it's amazing. But good God, it's like nah, nah, nah. There's just yeah. like layer on layer of crazy fucked up shit up there. Yeah, I mean, I think about stunt people, and like, okay, 
okay, what is the thing they have logged the most hours of their life probably doing is some sort of stunt or some sort of physical training or some sort of athleticism. The most hours I've logged in any one activity is probably improv. (laughs) That does not set me up to know how to jump out of plane. That sets me up to know how to make a nice whoosh sound when I pretend to jump out of a plane. (laughs) (sighs) Right? I can do the fading vocal effect. I don't need to jump out of a plane. Do we have voicemails? We sure do. We don't have Andrew T. But no. we do. But we do have his voicemails. <laughs> yeah, maybe he left us a voicemail. Um, well, should we do one? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hmm. Why don't you pick? It's uh, The subjects are skin tones, slurs as <laughs> quotes, or that fish cray. Which one first? <laughs> I think that fish cray spoke to all of us. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling out some novelty socks. They say that fish cray, and then they're decorated with crawfish, a.k.a. crayfish. I got some for some friends that we have a big tradition of eating crawfish, but since then, I'm worried they're racist. Um, if they are, let me know what I do with them because it's too late to return them. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. I like that she's like, tell me what craft I project I can turn these into, please. <laughs> Give me the Pinterest. What can I make with these? Um, I mean... I don't know where to begin on that. I'm I'm from Florida. Mm-hmm. We eat crawfish down there. Mm-hmm. Great fish, crawfish, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't know that they are necessarily racist. <laughs> what I think is happening here, and I, I don't know, because thankfully the caller kept it so brief. Thank you, caller, for keeping it so brief. Nice. Um, what sometimes happens with our callers is that they know that. Okay, so we talk a lot on this show about like the memification of black culture and how uh-huh. like the internet and everything has taken the language of the internet has sort of taken AAVE and made it just sort of like the fun language for jokes and funniness. Mm-hmm. And so then that gets disseminated and gets put on, put on socks and aprons and whatever. And so I think people who listen to our show have their eye out for that a mm-hmm. lot. And then when they see things that are like, you know, m- mimicking black speech in some way, even though this and is such a derivative. Yeah. Attached to it. Yeah. Then th- they, they kind of go, oh, I don't know how to feel about this. And I think the answer is it's it's so far down the list of things to worry about for me anyway. I'm sure there's someone in the world mad about these socks, but. Look, innately, though, I feel like in a in a human sense, if you feel some sort of specific way towards it, and I don't know if it's maybe something that you know, in a conversation with somebody else that they reflected that onto her. Mm, mm-hmm. um, that's a whole different kind of conversation, I yeah. believe. But if you innately, in, in your initial purchase of this, felt like it could be slightly racist, then maybe don't don't go with that idea. Yeah. Just because that, just in an energy sense, and I ain't trying to get all juju on it, but that's just going to be fed into this <laughs> now. No, that's a good point. Yeah, like, but, if you do have any sort of misgiving about it, even though we're saying maybe this doesn't rank high on the list of offenses uh, yeah, for I, us. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe we don't care about this. <laughs> but, like, if you bought it and you feel some type of way about it, I don't know, maybe that's your answer. Yeah. Also, you already bought them and gave them out, so. Yeah, did you already give them to the friend? Did she say she already gave them or did she, she just did. I think she was trying to just decide. buy them. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm well, sorry. we're not going to listen back because that is a tradition on this show. We do not go back and check our work. Do not go back. Uh uh-uh. uh. But I, so I guess like if you don't give it out and you still just have these in a box somewhere. Oh, yeah. What's the other option? Um, I mean, look, I love some crafts. I, I okay. know. Hit I me know with a craft. There's something on Etsy you can find to do with some old ass socks. 
Some old ass racist crawfish sauce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hearing maybe a holiday wreath. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get on that new Amy Poehler in a <laughs> show, you know? Craft it, girl. Oh, God, I love that show. Yeah, Have you seen so that good. show? Making it? Oh, yeah. It's so, so good. good. What a great idea. idea. They know something to do with socks. Absolutely. In fact, call into their show. I don't think they do call it, but call, find somebody to call. Call them and be like, I got these racist crawfish socks. <laughs> what can we make with them, Nick, Nick Offerman? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to suggest that you build a boat. Uh, <laughs> Is this your Nick Offerman? No, that was terrible. Oh, it was that was very no, good. It, it was great. It oh, was wow. good. I knew Thank who you, you were. Well, I, well. <laughs> um, I guess the larger question with stuff like this is like, does the does that thing I was talking about before, the kind of like memification of black speak bother you like when does it bother you when are you like eh, who cares it's just the internet like do you feel like you have a, a line Oof. where you can tell yo it opens up like a whole can of worms i have to say because mm-hmm. it means nothing and it means everything and i think it'll, i was talking about this with my partner the other day about the idea of people in um marginalized groups um you know and i, I leave that very open you know what i mean I think you find yourself in these positions of being like, I care so much, but I know that I'm not supposed to care. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of like push pull. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those <laughs> for me. Um, like, you know, I'm mixed first and foremost, and that feeds into every, every kind of conversation I have about race. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's important. Um, but it also is just my own reflection. You know what I mean? My own life. Um, but it, it uh, yeah, wow. Wow, I'm getting like emotionally even already. Yeah, man. Sometimes <laughs> this stuff touches a nerve. It, it it's just something I grew up in a in a in a community in Florida which I love to death. Um, but surrounded I was adopted too by by two Caucasian people, by two white folk. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I like to keep it casual. Uh, <laughs> um Caucasian is too regal a term. I, know, I vote we do away fancy. with it. Too it's fancy. too fancy. Uh, <laughs> the only Caucasian people are the royal family. Everyone sounds- else is white you white you all white just white <laughs> it sounds like some sort of like you know mythical like mermaid creature like yes. some guys like a like pole coming out of a clam it's literally shit. like <laughs> people from the caucus mountains i'm like yeah. no uh, we don't need all this what? we don't okay. need all this <laughs> anyway but, i love my my caucasian white folk parents um they're amazing um and I, why do I even have to say that right now? Because they listen. They're big fans. They're going to they're be here. <laughs> they want to know that I'm speaking up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I had a large influence from a, a large white community, too. Um, I then went to, like, high school in in a predominantly, like, in the predominantly, like, black neighborhood, which still, my town, my community is, like, strangely and significantly segregated. Mm. Um, mostly by, like, a class kind of situation, I'll say, too. But... Um, ultimately, you know, how <laughs> that trickle down happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I just grew up like using those words to like, to find, um, my own place within this kind of white community. And it was something that was like, 
utilizes like, yeah, I can use it and it's fun. And like, you know, there were those, those points that I'd be like, you can't use it and, mm. or, or that's not okay. And I, I definitely like trying to educate and look, I was a young kid mixed being raised by white people. My, my parents took me to like African American museums and read oh. the books. And, you know, my Angelou was like the goddess of our home. Mm. She was on my tree. But, but that's, you know, how that filters into a young kid is is difficult. It's it's filtered now. I'm thankful for it. Yeah, I have a respect and education and like honor. But now, you know, when I was 12, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I could see how. Yeah. So I mean, words. Yeah. Yeah, words can be hugely impactful, especially when you have to grow up navigating when and how you're allowed to use them, when you need to use them, mm-hmm. when you absolutely cannot use them, when it's not like a safe space mm-hmm. to be super black, you know? Yeah. And so to be figuring all that out when you're like 10, 11, mm. oh. So now, of course, yeah, now oh, in my 30s, yeah. when I like look at the internet and everyone's like, ooh, girl, she ate that. And I'm just like, fuck, what is happening? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, It's probably how our parents feel when they're like, you... Well, you're wearing bell bottoms. We wore bell. This is a terrible analogy. Let's listen to the next voicemail. <laughs> uh, slurs as quotes or skin tones? Slurs as quotes. Here we go. Yeah. Go. I want to get big. that skin tones up. Hi, Andrew, Tawny, and guests. Um, I'm a high school English teacher, and I'm wondering what y'all's thoughts are on white teachers using slurs like the N word when reading books out loud or reading stories out loud. <laughs> Thank face. you. <laughs> Your face receded into, <laughs> into another face. face. Yeah, <laughs> just fold back. Uh, no, I don't think that's cool, girl. <laughs> uh, um, like, yeah, go, no, please go ahead. I, I, I think mean, this is a simple one. You, you lead it if you want. Uh, <laughs> look, again, you know. That's a, that's another one of those words that I feel like I, I utilize freely and, you know, would let or wouldn't let friends use. And looking back, I, for so long, too, I'm like, it's just a word. It's just a word. Or all the, all of it that kind of filters into, the, you know, the bubble. Um, it's just words. It's just words. But those words have impacts because they have history. Yeah. And that history is still affecting, you know. And I personally think that if, you know, if someone wants you to honor something, then you should just honor it, <laughs> especially, right? especially if it's, you know, a, a community outside of your own. Right. And like, how much does that really take? Really? Yeah. Uh, but okay. Within like this kind of context, which is okay. This is a good question because it's very specific about mm-hmm. if it's in a play, if it's, you know, she's reading Mark Twain. I and really I, love Mark yeah, Twain. And especially even in plays, you know, where white people are specifically said saying it to, to, to mm. reflect on something. Mm-hmm. I do think it should be honored. I do think it should be honored. I think that it always warrants a conversation mm-hmm. and like, why don't use that as a jumping off point into the book, into the play, into the piece? Like, how do we feel as a class? Mm-hmm. And how do we, you know, not to make anyone feel <laughs> uh, put on a pedestal or a stage or anything like that or singled out. But how how do we talk about this? And how do we as a community then talk about it outside of this classroom? And how does it reflect in the show or this story? Yeah, it also sounds like, and I haven't fully thought through my feelings on this. Mm. Could have listened to the voicemail earlier today. Did not. Um, I'm glad you're right there with me. Yeah, <laughs> I like coming to it fresh, you know. Um, Journalism. <laughs> but it does feel like 
it feels like there's a distinction between a play or a performance versus reading something in a class as part of a lesson. Because, okay, and this is these are mm-hmm. first draft thoughts on this. It feels like if you're going to do a school play, I don't know, is there a Tom Sawyer school play? I'm sure there is. Big River, is that the is that the Huck Finn Tom Sawyer play? Uh, yeah. That's I a mean, musical. Yeah, that's a musical. I know they say the N-word in it. <laughs> they definitely do. <laughs> um, uh, um, so if you're doing the play. Huckleberry Finn they do too. Yeah, for all, sure. All over the place, yeah. All over. It's it's just like. It's, it's lit it everywhere. It's word of the day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> you did not get to his B section. All right. No. <laughs> Bread and bananas, buddy. <laughs> but it feels like because... Th- in plays or in a performance, the, the person using it, there's going to be an education about why that character is using, or like, you know, that character's probably a villain of some sort. I hope. I hope y'all ain't just doing like racist ass plays <laughs> <laughs> where the heroes just saying the N word. Um, I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they are too. Good gravy. Good gravy. But I guess like as a teacher just standing up and reading chapters aloud from whatever the fuck, it seems like you could just skip over it to not have the like weird trauma mm-hmm. right i think skip the slurs yeah i mean look i ain't against it and like whatever again i, I hate to like revert to a place of like it's your space it's your room so whatever you feel comfortable with but i'm always about opening to a conversation i feel like it just passing over it continues uh and, and this is like total opinion and I can totally be wrong. Um, but passing over it always just kind of creates like everybody's going to come back up to it again. Mm. And if we can take a moment to say like, hey, it's OK in a safe space and in the right ways to have a conversation. And we should. Mm. We, we actually should to educate everyone in the room because I just feel like a lot of this stuff like today and the problems on, on either end just become so emotional or so like uh, uh, um Uh, uh, escalated from Mm. personal stance, from personal places. And if you can kind of know where people or what people want, and if people could get, you know, better at knowing that's about themselves, which is so gosh damn difficult. It's almost impossible. It Mm -hmm. takes lifetimes, but that might actually help to kind of open the conversation into like, I don't know. Am I am I getting too high? Am no, I, I like this. I like this. Jesus. May I add? Because yeah. now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you're right. Conversation is better than just skipping. I mean, it's just real difficult. Something. I'm not denying that it's like that's like oh, it's almost impossible at sometimes. But I think I'm thinking of. I think the reason why I'm like, oh, I wish the teacher would just skip over it mm-hmm. is because I'm imagining like from my childhood where the types of books that were using this language were all written by white people. Oh gosh. So yeah. the language in it. Even if it's coming out of a villain's mouth or whatever, the language in it isn't it's not an empowered place for the language to be coming from. And then a white teacher is reading it to maybe a class of majority brown and black students. I don't know. So I guess I'm like and I'm always saying this. I'm like, we need to revisit what we're calling the classics, first of all. So if you're if you're reading things that are written by the people who's who the slurs are about you yeah. know if you're are you reading Whole james difference. baldwin absolutely right to these kids are you reading because then the conversation gets opened up in a real way yeah so i guess i'm saying burn all the old classics get new I ones mean, <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of with you now I fuck like them old classics the other thing too i'm just like just putting the power of like have a conversation in each classroom around america is like that shit's dangerous yeah i'm sorry i almost scary. like redact uh, I think we're both like, we, we put out a thing and then we redacted let me, let me it immediately. Uh, I'm, I mean, you're right. I, it's, 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 a, that's a difficult one. It's a really difficult one. Yeah. Um, Sounds like personal comfort level. I know we still haven't given this poor woman 
Mm-hmm. We don't have to. We don't give real advice <laughs> in the show. You're going to do what you, you want to do anyway. Uh, t- teachers, you have it the toughest. You are doing a you great really service. Do. I know. Thank you for your work. I'm glad I don't have to do it. I know. Um, but yeah, if I guess I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable saying the slur, don't say them. Yeah, absolutely. You can still have a conversation about it. I guess if you do feel comfortable saying the word, that's weird. <laughs> have a conversation about that first. You yeah, know, why are you so comfortable? Some friends, find some, hopefully you have some black friends. You know what I'm saying? Have a conversation with them first and foremost, too. Call them up. Be like, why am I so comfortable saying these it's words? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, no. Okay, let's do one last voicemail before we get out of here. Hi, Connie, Andrew, and guests. I'm a black woman in my 20s, and I'm in grad school. And earlier today, some classmates and I were discussing the woes of dating apps and trying to find love out here in these streets. Um, eventually, someone asked um, the group what everyone's type was. Mm. And yes, this is headed in a very dark direction, literally. Right. One classmate who um, is a white woman said that her preference in men was, quote, anywhere from black to olive toned. I know that preference is preference, blah, blah, but something about the detachment of skin complexion from racial identity really threw me off. Like, she knew she was saying something suspect, but was like, fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway, but, like, vaguely. Anyways, was that racist? I didn't say anything in the moment because we were all trapped in a car, and I really wasn't trying to tuck and roll um, into oncoming traffic. But anyways, I love your show. Thanks for answering all of our dumbass questions. Mm. Bye. That ain't a dumbass question. No, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I do love a self-drag in a call, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You dating. start this one. Well, we get this a lot. So yeah. I feel like Andrew and I are broken records on this. I, I feel like it's so simple. Like, d- with dating shit, to say any sort of racial or color preference is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. You can keep those thoughts in your head. Fine. But don't say them. Don't put them on a thing. It's just, it's weird. It always has racial implications. Even when you're like, I don't know. I just like blondes. Honestly. Like you don't mean Mary J. Blige when you say that. So like, <laughs> it's always a weird thing. It's weird. I just, I, I, it, isn't it like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to stop stuttering. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it always coming from then pro- probably a sexual place? Like if you're going to say, I like black women, black women, men, all of women, men in, what does that mean for a person? What, what, right. what does that mean? Like, I mean, really like break that down. If anything, I'm thinking you're talking about like, you know, the sexual side of it. It's always, it's. Yeah. And that always is like, come on, you shouldn't be going to any relationship from that standpoint. That's a good point. We learned that. (laughs) You're right. Because it's not someone being like, I really just want to be in a meaningful relationship with a black person because I adore their culture and food. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And maybe some people have tricked themselves into thinking that is what they're saying, but you still just shouldn't say it out loud. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think like preferences, pre- preference are things like, oh, I like someone who works in the arts or like, you know, preferences are about personality. I, they yeah. should be. I again, I'm like, I'm all for like, I love when people say shit like that because I'm like, great, we can have a talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, say it aloud, say it, say it aloud. And like, let's, let's have a conversation. Hopefully it can be a healthy conversation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just difficult for everybody. But have you had friends like that around you who've, who've God, yeah. expressed Fuck a strong preference? Myself, family, everybody, you know, oh, oh no, that have a, a like, strong preference. Oh yeah, no, I have, thought you were going to say put their foot in their mouth. Fuck oh yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> we all have. Yes. No, I mean like, uh, how do you encounter that? Like if, if your friend or, or someone says like, oh, I just really like Asian guys. Like, what do you, 
How do you, do you confront that? Do you say like, hey, why? <laughs> or Absolutely. I mean, myself included. I'm not going to, you know, be a hypocrite and not say that I have. And honestly, in, in my times that I've said it, it's always been from like a sexual kind of preference and in a quick fix kind of way. <laughs> you know, like what do you I mean ex- quick fix? Like, you know, tonight I'm just feeling like I want to like go find this. Oh, you know? my God. <laughs> Which I'll pull myself out there. Like, is that not maybe in the same realm or same world? Um, look, I'm in a committed relationship now. So I mean, you know, okay, I'm so, locked down, but, so you're not doing that now. I ain't but. doing that. Uh, <laughs> you know, the flavor of the plate. Uh, um, <laughs> so bad. Um, I guess I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can see, I, I don't know. Cause I definitely have heard people say things like that. I don't think I have just cause I'm a prude, not cause I'm better than you. Oh. <laughs> just I'm a prude and I've been with the same person for 10 years. So well, I'm then, like, yeah. when's the last time I ever even thought about a preference? <laughs> I have no preference anymore. My preference is one motherfucker and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely think in a relationship context, that's not healthy. That's not like a, that's yeah. probably not the best way to go into it. Um, specifically on like calling your friend racist, like, <laughs> No, I, I, that's a bigger conversation too, just about the word racist too, and like labeling it on people. A- as we know, like, fuck man, w- who needs to give time for, you know, compassion, I guess, in a certain sense for like labeling someone who you feel like has offended you or done something wrong to you. But that word is powerful now. And it, in, it, 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 I don't know, it infects people in like certain ways. And I know for myself, even talking to my parents to, and even reflecting on myself and like family members, friends, shit, all kinds. Um, there's been like, okay, well that's racist. Like that shit is like, you're fucked up. Like there's a heavy pause yes. before the word. And then there's like, oh, you're just ignorant as racist. Yeah. Like, I need to help you. And <laughs> and that may be some of the trapping of this show a little bit because of the title and because when people call in, they, they do kind of reduce everything to like, yes or no, black or white. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. we try as much as possible to have a conversation to be like, it could be lots of things. I mean, it could be everything. Yeah. It could be ignorant. It could just be stupid. Yeah. It could be very annoying. There's lots of things. Absolutely. I'm not <laughs> saying that there's a lot of either or, but you know what I'm saying? There is definitely degrees. And this yeah. one to me feels like... She needs to be educated. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe you're the one if you do actually care about her. I mean, and if you don't, then like good rims and bounce. Like, yeah. Uh, don't introduce her to your fucking olive or <laughs> black friends, I guess. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of her being like, now, is this olive enough for you? Yeah, or has this like, veered into taupe category? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have this like Whole Foods bag. I was wondering if <laughs> oh, we could. No. Oh, wow. A literal paper bag test. Literal. But I with mean, the Whole what, Foods. Yeah, on level of what? Look at that reflection, though, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, after all. <laughs> that you're like wait no this is I mean, racist no. i generally from the beginning i feel like it is racist to the degree of it in which you can maybe like educate and like hopefully change a person to like because that's what it's all about at the end of the day like yeah being racist is like i ain't gonna fucking hate you for the rest of my life i mean i, I may have to <laughs> but if i can if i can show you something and educate you and change you that hopefully changes your children your family i don't give a fuck yeah. let the wave ripple like yeah I'm, i'll go down to fucking Bama and Florida and <laughs> I'll talk about my places. Yeah, I right. Like piss on anybody else. But um and I, yeah. But Yeah, I love that you're ready for the you're ready for the, the, the conversation and all these. You're like, I'm ready for the conversation. Absolutely. I, th- I also totally think- reflecting though that that's also, you know, the danger in that as well. You know, I don't wanna 
Oh, no. I'm not in Florida and Bama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Well, it is acknowledging the fact that it is um, sometimes not safe to engage in the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes yeah. it is. When you feel like empowered to do so, it's great to want to be a warrior for the cause, but sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't. Um, the only other thing I was going to say, because I feel like the spirit of Andrew compels me, because mm. we do get this question so much, I should just reiterate what he always says, which is, where? see, let's say you have a preference for whatever, redheads, whatever. Mm. Where do you think that preference comes from? It's not magic that you feel this way. It's not like people are just like, oh, well, that's just what I like. I just only like Asian women. I don't know. Yeah. That that has come from some sort of upbringing, some sort of societal influence, something that you got exposed to young that you then turned into something in your mind. And not that it's bad or shameful, but that it doesn't just come out of nowhere. It's not like it's some scientific innate thing Absolutely. that you can't de- deal with or fight. I feel like so many times people throw up their hands and go, oh, well, that's just what I like. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you like that be- because of a reason, because you were told to like it in some way or something affected you early on. So those things are malleable and can be changed. And even if they can't, you should still keep them quiet in your head. <laughs> this is my, this is all I want to say is that like, it doesn't make you horrible for thinking them. You just don't need to just say them. You need to express it. Out don't loud. say them. <laughs> so maybe the only advice I have for this woman is when your friend says that, just go, you didn't need to say all that out loud. Yeah, no. You didn't need to. I say even reflect on that too, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. We're not, not, no judgment, but... Um, no judgment, except it is weird when you say it. That's my judgment. It. <laughs> it's weird when you don't see that that is connected to something like that. Yes. And that you don't see how fickle it is either. Or that it's like, it doesn't mean anything. And like, I don't actually want that. It's connected to something that's like either either dark and you need to like talk about and figure out. But, or, you know, like just some old baggage. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go. Just let it go. Truly. It actually might change. It actually might open you to having a real meaningful relationship with a incredibly handsome man or woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was looking for. Of uh, any color, race, mm-hmm. hue, you know. Throw out the paper bag. Yeah, because does that leave her open to like other like specific, like is she just talking like mixed men and like Greek people? I know, (laughs) I was like the olive, I'm like, people use olive real loosely too. And black men, don't let me forget, yeah. Right, yeah, Yeah. so she's like, I like black men and I also like uh, anyone who's been on a boat for the last week. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I like that, it opens the door to like levels of like blackness and shit. That that shit gets weird to me. That's like, oh, well, he's no, he's too dark or. Yeah. You know, or like, what? What? (laughs) I did have um, a friend once accuse me of only being attracted to pointy men. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? White? What do you mean by pointy? And then like across, like across all colors, when I would point out men that I thought were attractive, she'd be like, he's pointy. He's He's pointy. pointy. He's He's got a little pointiness. He's pointy. That's a pointy one right there. I was like, fuck, what's what's going on? I kind of want to see a picture of this 10 year relationship and see if it's pointy. He's pretty pointy. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Nate. Love you. Nate, you pointy. (laughs) Well, this has been great. Really, really great. I really appreciate you. you coming at this weird time. Oh, please. Thanks for having you're me. You're a delight. Um, tell the people what you're working on next that they can come yeah, check out. Yeah, yeah, Well, I got, um, God, this plug and stuff, I'm always real bad at. I got real hyped right there and then dropped the ball. That's okay. We can do it again. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! So I got, uh, <laughs> I got a uh, special I'm, I'm working on. 
Yes. yes. Uh, friend of the show, Poonam Patel. Yes. Great show on Netflix. Uh, it's coming up season two you're going to be in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Really excited Check about it. Check them out there. Really excited. Uh, and I'm also working on a musical with yeah. a couple friends from my hometown and from Chicago, too. Any Chicago fans out there? And with our illustrious part-time producer, yes. Alex. Yes. He switched rooms. He's he's, a, he's in some glass now. Oh, yeah. Glass Hi. box. Um, What's the musical? It is called The Mountain Digby. And it's going to be at the Hudson, which is down in Santa Monica in Hollywood. Uh, it's going to be in March. We have like two weekends that we're running. So, you know, get them tickets. Hell yeah. yeah? It's uh, March 13th through the 15th and 20th through the 22nd. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, where can people get tickets? And also, Alex is coming in here because he's so much better at this than me. Okay, Alex, take it away, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for this opportunity. You just want to go on Instagram to the Mountain Digby. There you go. Um, D-I-G-B-Y. Mm-hmm. And we'll be posting so much information, like ticket sales and behind the scenes stills. And oh, yeah. you're going to love it. Oh, great. I can't wait. Exciting stuff. So that's in March. It's you March. Got special coming up. It's a little morbid, a little fable filled. It's it's a fun one. I like that. I like things that are morbid and fable. Fable, fable. Oh Jesus! And a lot of love. You know, well, it's a musical. You gotta have a twist. Yeah, gotta have a love twist. Yeah. I hope in it you loudly say, "I only date uh, Middle Eastern men." That's it. From the top of a mountain somewhere. <laughs> I feel like my partner will not be okay with that. <laughs> Doesn't fit into that you. Okay, great. Well, Never know, mind. Yep, yep. Never mind. We won't say it. Not that I'm against. I mean, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Saying you're against is also very weird. Let's make that yes. clear. <laughs> I date everyone except. Except no homies from Bhutan. You know what? In, in the in the in the gay community though, that's huge. Oh, I know. Too. No fats, no femmes, no Asians. Yeah, right. right. What the fuck? The too? fuck is that? The fuck? We're leaving all those gay Media dinosaurs block. behind in 2019. That's right. We are 2020. We taking everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, why would you even want to limit yourself? Like, if if I find that the person that I'm probably not attracted to, just knowing life and how it goes, like, you know how fucked up life is. You should probably go to those people first because mm-hmm. you'll find your one true love there. Like, right? It's legit. Oh, you guys just got some real ass advice on how to find your one true love you go. from Charlie Barnett. Charlie, where can people find you on the social media if you would like to be found? Charlie underscore. Barnett. Hell yeah. Two yeah. T's on that? Two T's on that one. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. I'm, I'm, i got to admit, uh, terrible okay. at the social media, but I'm trying to learn. That's okay. You're going to be great. <laughs> thank you. Eventually. Oh gosh, thank you. Build <laughs> me. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. That was Tawny and Charlie Barnett, and most importantly, no Andrew. Right in. Call in uh, 323-389-7223, 323-389-RACE. Ask your questions about racism, but also just say, do you like it when Andrew's here or not? And also tell us what we were talking about and then answer, would you eat that? Also go to podswag.com, sorry, podswag.com slash yo to pick up our Just Trying My Best water bottles. Oh my God. They're really cute. They don't say the word racism on them. You can take them to yoga. We got a very nice call, uh, a voicemail um, from someone who is a listener, but obviously not a listener for long enough because um, she said she ran into someone also with the merch at yoga and they didn't have to their mind a name for the fans of this show um of course if you've been Wokey listening dokes. from the beginning tawny thinks wokey dokes i believe paul f tompkins helped us come up with race cars or helped me before mm-hmm. tawny joined and of course there's always yo-yos so 
fucking. And we forgot the most inflammatory one, which is just you people. Oh yeah, the you people. <laughs> That's who you are, you people. You get it. Um, Jesus Christ. I well, have to go. Tani has to go. Uh, that's <laughs> it. That's the show. Peace. Podswag has all the podcast paraphernalia you could ever hope for, like T-shirts, pins, bags, hats, candles, and special holiday collections. This holiday season, give the gift of Podswag by shopping their Black Friday sale. You can get 40% off from Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 1st. Just go to podswag.com and use the code Black Friday for 40% off the majority of items. That's podswag.com, offer code Black Friday.